And as you know, you have five of us in this room work together every single day. Me and Jody are married. Sam, of course, is part of this group and has been for a long time. Friends of ours, uh, a friend of ours for a long time. And then producer Bailey is our lead producer, and producer Chad is also part of this team, right? Uh And so, you know, when you spend this much time together, you really get to know each other. With this a lot Whether of hours in the room to together, right? Not. Too well. Getting up this early in the morning and all that kind of stuff. And but it, the more time we spend together, the every so often a moment will pop up where I realize that Bailey and I are very similar. Yes. Even though we're different in age by about fifteen plus years. Yeah. Plus that, or minus. <laughs> it happens uncomfortably often. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. the first, the, I, who's the first thing was your birthdays. We yeah. have the exact same birthday. Yeah. Yeah. That's one. Um, and then, you know we've got uh, it. it a kind of a shared taste in music and music production and yeah. the technical side of things like that. Vinyl. Yeah. But the other thing that I noticed that, you know, Bailey does that I tend to, if I don't catch, it's a total reflex. And this may not be just a Murphy-Bailey thing, but uh, anytime a subject comes up that we don't know, the immediate compulsion is to Google, Google it right it. then. Yeah. I, I, I almost can't stop myself <laughs> in any situation. If I've never heard of something, I yeah. immediately want to stop and Google yeah. right then. Yes. Careful what you say. Like, if you... If, you know, you want Murphy's attention. Don't say something he doesn't know about because he's gone. He's yeah. gone into his device. Yeah. And it's, that's okay, I, too. It's probably just a drive to want to be part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and in the know. Does that happen to you, Sam? I mean, I know you Google things. But yeah, you- it does. Um, but I can get lost in the minutia of the things I Google. Whereas you're trying to find out the, the topic and the whatever. Yeah. I'll like, oh, well, look at that one little tidbit in one line. I'm going to go down that hole for right, a while. Right, exactly. And I They're selling that. You know, then you uh-huh. got to go, wait, what was I looking for in the first you place? You know, I can't yep. say that that doesn't happen to me, but then again, I don't do that. If I am if I want to know something yeah. and I start Googling and I find it out, I'm, I'm out. I'll do something else. I yeah. don't get lost yeah. in those rabbit you holes. You get your answers and you get out. Right. Yeah. So, Jody, I have one more question for you on this, you know, being my spouse. Since... Bailey and I are both Leos, sharing the exact, not just the same month, but the same, same birthday, birthday and everything. So, a couple of traits of Leos, you like to have things your way. Is that me? <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Of course it is. Um, you're Mark, al- you're Sam almost, can corroborate that. Uh, you're almost too honest as a Leo. True? Yeah. A little TMI sometimes. Um, and you often find yourself feeling impatient. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's all true, isn't it? Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood Outsider. Yeah, before we get to all the Toy Story 4 fun for you um, today, Jerry Seinfeld announced his 11th season of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Mm-hmm. Gonna be so good. Tell you who's gonna be on it next. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Jerry Seinfeld has announced his 11th season, which, wow, 11 seasons of comedians in cars getting coffee. Now, well, well he started before it went to Netflix, right? You're yeah. right. You're right. He yeah. did. And he just made up this show. And it sounds weird because he's he starts being all about a car. This is a 1963 Corvette Stingray in silver blue with a blue interior, kind of a dark purplish upholstery. <laughs> Killer. It's so funny and different. It's such a great concept. You know, it it is about the car, and they spend a lot of time in the car, and then he picks up a famous comedian or someone famous that's interesting to talk to. And instead of doing a typical interview show where they're sitting, you know, on a stage at a couch and a desk, they're driving around going to get coffee. (laughs) Literally, the co- coffee's also a star of the show, just like the car, yeah. and just like Jerry and whoever. So, um, I mean, you, he's talked to everybody. He's had David Letterman. He had Ellen the one season. The keys are not in the car. Uh, see, I told you you shouldn't leave the keys in the car. I don't have them, I swear. 
They are not in. It was to teach you a lesson, and you should always... Ah, she had the keys. Remember <laughs> yeah. that? So Funny long. moment. Okay. Um, I don't know if you had a favorite, but it seems to me my favorite might be coming soon for this next season. The next season will debut on Netflix July 19th. So you have okay. about a month, about a month away, and they all land at one time, and it's A-listers this time. Ricky Gervais. Ooh. Yeah. Martin Short. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Jamie Foxx. Seth Rogen. And my favorite, I can't believe I'm so hopeful, for Eddie Murphy. Oh, really? Eddie Murphy has wow. done it. So wow. I cannot wait for that one. In fact, Murphy... I I'm, hope it's funny. I know. Oh, I'm sure it will be. You know, I mean, Jerry's going to pull it out of him. Oh, Jerry will pull it out of him. That'll be the, just them together. He yeah. doesn't do much at all publicly anymore. Yeah. But you said this season's A-listers. They've always been A-listers. You're right. And everybody he's Jerry had on Lewis, has been a big Don star. Rickles. Yeah, yeah, Don Rickles before he passed. Had Alec and, Baldwin a couple times, too. <sighs> so crazy good. Like, if you've never seen this show... It's really different and fun. Yeah, and like Baldwin ones are pretty fun. Yeah, and they're only like about twenty minutes long, so it's not much of a time investment. Exactly. We could knock it all out one late summer night. Uh-huh. All right, comedians and cars getting coffee. Season eleven debuts on Netflix July nineteenth. Murphy, Sam, and Jody, your Hollywood outsider. Coming up next, I'll let you know about something millennials are doing nowadays, and you need to know this before they show up at your house next time. <laughs> Guys, have you seen this funny going around social? I've seen it for weeks, and it's so true for anybody who has dogs, pets. Uh, just text me when you're here. There's no need to knock and get the dog involved. <laughs> for us, it would yeah. be the dogs, uh, plural, yeah. Murphy. But even, I mean, even if you don't, the dogs are still going to get involved. It's yeah, because that's what they do. The dog is my early warning system. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I saw a story. It's funny you say that because I had seen a story online about uh, the millennials killing the doorbell industry. It was a tongue-in-cheek title, but. The, they don't. Because when they get there, they text and say, hey, I'm here. Yeah. So there's no need to ring the doorbell. Bailey, um, you're our millennial, yeah. producer Bailey. I send that I send that text quite a bit. But I, I uh, really that I'm have that you're to, here or? Yeah, that I'm here. You don't and, use doorbells? No, I don't I don't like to knock. I don't like Why? to use the doorbell. Well, one, because dogs. And also, I don't know. Texting is just, you're right there. I don't want to like bang down the door okay well let me let me just play a little devil's advocate for you okay let's say i don't have my phone near me because i'm just gotten out of the shower yeah oh then the doorbell would alert me to everything i need to know yeah dry off quick get dressed go check your phone in case it's a millennial at the door (laughs) (laughs) right also i have to say that half the houses i've been to and i ring the doorbell if i do Mm -hmm. they're like oh i didn't hear it the doorbell doesn't work Oh, oh really? Oh yeah. Mm. Well, okay. Okay. The, the uh, I got texted that same thing Sam was talking about that ar- their article and it, the, the, <laughs> the headline was killing the doorbell industry. Yeah. And it's not going to kill the doorbell industry no for way. for a couple of reasons because if your neighbor sees a fire or something and it's an emergency between knocking and having a doorbell, obviously you're going to have some way that you're going to want to yeah. get somebody's attention. Gonna, and um, I mean, look, there are going to be some people. What somebody's going to say is, well, but I don't want those people coming up to my house. But what if there's somebody that doesn't have your number that actually does have mm-hmm. a legitimate reason to be there or get your attention for something? Right. You're always going to have to result of the old-fashioned fashion, knock on the door. I agree with that. I mean, maybe maybe it's good that we have all these other avenues. Like, use it all. Yeah. Well, but, I think there's actually res- going to be a resurgence in the doorbell industry because, because of the, the video. Oh, yeah. Ring. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. We had the funniest thing happen with the, <laughs> the Nest doorbell, doorbell industry. The what am I day. talking about? We had the funniest thing murphy was all concerned and worried because he'd seen a package dropped at the house yeah 
You saw a package dropped at the house and you got home and it was gone. And you're like, where's this package? Oh my gosh. So I went back to the Nest video and uh, the next thing that appeared on the Nest was uh, our oldest daughter, Taylor, leaving for work. She stops, she looks down and you hear her say, oh, oh good. Cool. And she picks it up and walks away. It was package her package. Her. Gotcha. So it got dropped off and picked up by its owner immediately, yeah. like within five minutes. But he was sure something was you know, yeah. up. Coming up next, it's the producer's mailbag. And more from you on whether kids should be able to listen to audiobooks for summer reading. Mm -hmm. We love to hear from you, so you can jump in anytime and give us a call, 877-310-4MSJ, or hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. The producer's mailbag. What do you have today, Bailey, in your mailbag? Uh, Well, Jody, we've been talking about so much this week that the mailbag is just all over the place. Bursting at the seams. Yeah. So I'm going to start with this one. Tony says, freshman year in college, I was required to read Schindler's List. (gasps) Yeah. Of course, I waited till the last day. Mm -mm. Freshman year in college. Come on. Uh, Watch the movie with closed captions on. Oops. (laughs) Guess what? I made an A on the test. Wow! <laughs> this because we've been talking about um, audiobooks for summer reading. Is it cheating? Is it not? Yeah. And um, and then it's been joking. We've been joking, joking like watch the movie. But I don't think that counts for AR. Well, no it way. doesn't. Surprise. Actually, in in you know you you may get the short term gain while while you're in school, but the purpose yeah. is really for life. You know what I mean? It's so to you're going to short yourself your reading skills. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Unless you're going into a film major, you know. Yeah. Well, that would be true. Yeah. <laughs> true. That's a long movie too. Just saying, a <laughs> oh, great movie, but a long movie. Thank you, Tony. Uh, this one's from Melissa. Y'all are awesome, and you make me laugh. Oh, thank. Um, I'm writing to tell you about my car game. Oh, cool. When my sister and I were younger, sitting in the back seat of the car, our mom taught us the animal game. Each of us would look out our side of the window, and on the side of the street, we would have to look for four-legged animals. Mm -hmm. The person who got the most whenever we got to where we were going Mm -hmm. won. Yay! Now, here's the catch. If you went by a cemetery, you'd have to start over, which... I mean, why? I, huh? I don't know. I guess See, that's one of those curveball things. Yeah. That's made, well, you have to have a curveball in a game. That's not True. a bad because you know, it's not a bad deal. <laughs> well, yeah. it's the game it's going. Like, think about any board game where you land on the wrong space and yeah. you go backward mm-hmm. 10 spaces and that sort of thing. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. I would yeah. win at that game because I'm always on the lookout for four legged. Yeah, but how many different four legged animals, you know, are you going to. And the trick there would be also if you if you put in the rule that you couldn't repeat the same animal twice, I guess that would halt the game pretty quickly. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's a field full of 50 cows out there. Yeah. What are you going to oh, do? Yeah. I love it. Three legged dogs. Yeah. Right. We've loved hearing about your road trip games, you know, road trip games. <laughs> long time ago, they used to be very basic and long, and now I feel like they're getting better thanks yeah. to our phones and stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Melissa. Jump in anytime. We do love to hear from you in the mailbag. Comment or um, send us messages there, Facebook or Instagram. Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. I think Murphy has a confession. I see the guilty face. Yes, you do. I, uh, I did a bad thing not once, but twice the other day. It's next. Since uh, Sam is the food dude, remember a couple of weeks ago, Sam, you mentioned mm-hmm. something. It was National Donut Day. Yes. And I mean, course, uh, you remember it you well. You get a free donut most places. Yeah. Well, and you know, we had somebody bring some donuts here. Yes. And, and some of these were specialty donuts that were like over the top. Yeah, they donuts. were like giant donuts. Like well, pudding filled and an Oreo. There was an one Oreo. Of them, one of them is, it had sort of a, there, an Oreo an Oreo-like cream filling yes. with Oreos crushed on top. Mm. Like you need to put that on top yeah. of the donut, Well, that's right? decorative. It, I would have. And tasty. Uh, and then they had one that was just this 
killer it was filled like with a chocolate mousse and then topped with sort of this raspberry type icing with small chocolate chips they didn't have any glaze (laughs) but you know the thing is as a type 1 diabetic and a pump wearer you know it's not that's the kind of thing that if i indulge in it i'm have to be really careful you know what i mean you got it you can't overdo that so how many did you eat murphy well that's the problem is i suffered some donut guilt uh because i think i had well i would like to say it was two but I think somebody left a half, so I ate the other half. It was the other half of the Oreo one, and I haven't eaten like that in so a while. So you had I just, one, you had two and a half, or you had one, you had one and a half. I, I would call it two and a half. Some would call it three, but I think it was really more like two and a half. I thought you just had two. You had almost three of those over the top donuts. I couldn't control those myself. Are it huge. Is, well, yeah, I know. You're supposed to probably eat them with a fork and a knife. They're so big. You know what? That's what that was my mistake, Bailey. Because yeah. see, this is the irony to me of being the type one diabetic. Yeah, I did. Uh, I really, I had trouble dosing because literally the front part of my pump was sticky <laughs> from, the, from the icing on my fingers. And I'm thinking, this is ironic, isn't it? <laughs> that afternoon, it's a walking sitcom. When I saw him that afternoon, I said, "Hey, babe, did you have what'd you have for lunch today?" And he goes, "Oh, I didn't have lunch today. <laughs> I, I had I donuts did. at work." I skipped it, you know. Oh. But yeah. the funny, funny part is I. I actually managed my blood sugar just fine but i realized okay and i blew through some insulin on that yeah that was a but, high, high yeah. insulin so, use day yeah, i mean so, i mean I, I i did it and i'm gonna move past it but it's just crazy how all of a sudden that little self-control thing just goes away <laughs> just disappears how were yeah, they by the way can't do that every day. <laughs> they were excellent <laughs> i better never see one again <laughs> Coming up next, the family-friendly box office review. It's a Toy Story 4 kind of weekend. So much to know about it, like Mm. why they almost didn't make this movie and why you have to stay for the end credits. All next. The family-friendly box office review. All right, this is a big one. Maybe the biggest of the year for you. A movie that John Lasseter and everybody at Pixar didn't think they would ever make again. And then an idea grabbed them and wouldn't let go for years. Mm -hmm. So it's Toy Story 4. We have to find them. What do we do, Buzz? What what, would he do? Jump out of a moving vehicle. Let's go. (laughs) You gotta go. You gotta go. Uh, We know these toys. They mean a lot to us. And here they are again. We thought the Toy Story 3 was a final. And it it felt final. And so John Lasseter and the creator said they were never going to do anything else. Why? Only if it could live up to and surpass what they had done before. The first Toy Story movie was 24 years ago. Mm -hmm. Toy Story 2 was 20 years ago. And Toy Story 3 was nine years ago. Okay, so we and were done. There with was this. an idea that just would not let him go for something else, and I'm. I want you to know this: expect laughs and expect oh wow, and it is rated G. It's the only animated movie all year to be rated G, so you can bring the whole family. And that means from one to ninety two, everybody's going to love it. But expect you you're going to need handkerchiefs at the end, or you're going to need tissue or whatever. Um, Tim Allen said that he had trouble at the end. In his lines, he was so emotional. Tom Hanks has gone on the record to say that there that he thinks this movie, the ending, is so emotional that for him, it's a moment in movie history. He That's says that while man. he was recording his final lines as Woody, that he got so emotional, 
he walked away from the set. He didn't want to talk to other people on the set, wow. like in the studio. Does one of the toys die in this? I'm not. I have, no, I have no idea because I don't know if my heart can handle this either. Toy Story 4. And this is Keanu Reeves' first Disney movie ever. Yeah. He's having his moment now. He's this character called Duke Kaboom. <laughs> and, right? I love the name already. Um, and those in the Pixar world say that this could be its own, like his character could be its own spinoff. So, mm-hmm. of course, you know they want to do that. And the other word here is stick around for the end credits because there are extra scenes in the beginning of the movie yeah. and extra scenes at the end. So stay. Even if you're wiping your eyes and you need to go to the restroom. You probably get a laugh then. So stay. Toy Story 4. We also have... A reboot of a horror movie that I thought was well done, you know, and all fine. Child's Play and the voice of Chucky Hmm. is Mark Hamill. Child's Play this summer. We're going to have some fun. And remember, he's more than just a toy. He's your best friend. That's he sounds scary, right? Yeah, he's evil. So that is also open this weekend. Uh, Toy Story four rated G, obviously there, and uh, Child's Play rated R. Murphy, Sam, and Jody, family friendly box office review. Murphy, remember a couple of summers back, three or four summers back, Phoebe wanted to sell lemonade, and and she did, and I I was like, we're not doing a mix though. Something about the. Country girl in me was not going to. Oh, do a you mean mix. a pre-mixed lemonade? Right. You, you wanted it fresh squeezed. We yeah. made we fresh yeah. squeezed lemonade because it. it's, it's easy to make. I wanted to teach her how to do that, and it's so good. Your upbringing might have been country time, but not your lemonade. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's true. Nice. It's, it's fine for a street side stand, is, but if you're going to be doing a high traffic area, you need to have a juicer or something. Otherwise, it's going to be squeezing that many lemons over and over and I over. I was and the over. juicer. I was so sticky. She was selling it, I and I was going back in the house and helping her make it. But, you know, anyway, so we are going to post for you today, this morning, right now, our easy, simple, delicious, homemade lemonade. Mm. This is the kind that we make when we do make it. Um, and you can add other stuff to it. Once you have the basic pitcher of it, you can add strawberries. Pitcher? Not picture. Oh, pitcher. Pitcher, stop it. Gotcha. Um, so six or seven lemons, juiced. You know, Get that real juice. You're going to need water, and you're going to need sugar, a cup of sugar. And you heat the water, and you... you Make a simple syrup. Yeah. And you, you put that in. You put all that fresh squeezed lemon juice and the rest is water. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. To me, it's like, mm. and if I buy lemonade on the side of the street, which I do, when I see kids selling it, I will buy it. One sip and you can taste if it's a mix or if it's real. <laughs> I know, well, it's true. You don't criticize the kids <laughs> if it's not right, real. That's when if. you put the car in reverse. <laughs> as if. 50 cents for this? No, of course not. But I'm just saying if you want a really good and easy homemade lemonade recipe, go grab it. MurphySamAndJody.com. Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. We got music news on the way. Going to find out how the frenemies, Taylor Swift and Katy Perry, uh-huh. were able to work together in Taylor's new video, music nice. video. Nice. Um, also, why I might want to put something outside of our house. Maybe you'll want to do it too. <laughs> That's fake. So, you know, earlier in the week, uh, I mentioned, you know, my dad's Father's Day and kind of going on the home automation path with him. Yeah. Um, and, and I realized this once again. When you walk into an electronics store now, it's it's almost mind blowing how many rows or aisles are taken up now with home automation. Oh yeah, you, know you go I mean? into Best Buy, yeah, and it's like I didn't. I, I always just thought it was like Hue for light bulbs and maybe yeah. one others. They got so it's many a whole brands. New day. Yeah. yeah, a whole new day. Two I'm, aisles. I told you you're going to be be able to buy a home in the future yeah. that's already autom- 
automated. Well, and word? I can see that becoming easily almost half the store at some point. Yeah. But um, there were some, when I was doing some of my homework for my dad's stuff, some of this I could not believe exists. It's almost confusing. If you don't really want cameras out in front of your house for some reason, they actually have light fixtures now. What? You can replace your porch light with um, with sensors that will just let you know when somebody's at the door, and it'll you know, it, can, like it can send you a text or whatever. You you don't you can't look at them. It's a cheaper way, I guess, of doing it. Yeah. Sure. But uh, I mean, you can do everything from sensors to cameras and whatever. There's a bazillion combinations of things that can be done. And uh, and so it's Crazy. I mean it, it I guess it goes to show you that I mean a rock is not a rock right <laughs> it could be a speaker totally. it could be a camera it could be a sensor you it could all, be a- I don't want to say who but I know somebody that keeps an extra key in a rock oh yeah you it's can the fake rock you put outside in the you garden you can buy oh, really? rock, fake rocks that look like rocks. But it's a key hider. Yeah. I love but that. For clarity, that's not a smart device. It's smart to use one, right? It, but it's not it's a... smart. Oh, yeah, it, it doesn't do anything for you. Open my magic rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you also but, see, and this is, I guess, something completely different, but uh, I've seen them at a couple stores, fake cameras. For um, what? It, I, I guess not, I've seen, yeah, in the past, a little, little red light. and the, It's yeah. the little thing. Yeah, it's got a light on it and a little So it's to fake black, them out, to fake glass. someone out thinking. So it, yeah, it looks like a camera. You put a couple up outside your house and people go, mm-hmm. oh, oh, they have cameras. Don't go there. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be a deterrent. Yeah. yeah, it's like the 2019 version of just sticking the security sign out in your front yard. Right, yeah. or the beware right. of dog sign, even yeah. if you don't have a dog. <laughs> yeah, so I was gonna, uh, all you need is a fake camera and a fake owl, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep the birds and the criminals away. Coming up. Sam has music news. I'll let you know how Taylor Swift and Katy Perry mended their fences, and you get to first listen to this new Blake Shelton Garth Brooks song. Ooh. Sam's got music news. Remember, it was earlier this week or last week when the Katy Perry posted a picture of those cookies and said her and Taylor Swift were friends now. Yeah, it made up. I, I thought this was like it just happened. Apparently, this happened months and months ago. Good for the girls. And they just like kept it between themselves. What's the big deal? But then. Taylor Swift wanted to get Katy Perry in the new video for her song, You Need to Calm Down. And so much to see in that video and so many famous people to see. If you've seen the video, uh, Katy Perry is a hamburger and Taylor's Taylor Swift fries. is French fries. And she said she was, uh, remember when they had the Met Gala, Katy Perry went as a hamburger. I remember it. And so Taylor said that gave her the idea of, let's, uh, let, me, let me write her. And put her in the video. We can show everybody we're friends and what goes best with hamburgers. French, French fries. fries. So we can prove we're friends. And she said, so she just, off the cuff, wrote Katie a letter and said, hey, do you want to be in the video? This is what I'm thinking. And Katie was all about it and said, yeah, Good. let's let everybody know we're friends now and nice. they'll bury the hatchet. So that's how, they, song together. that's how she wound up in the video with her. Don't know how Ryan Reynolds got in there, but. Because because he's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, Ed Sheeran, we've been telling you about his number six collaboration project. That's where each song on this is going to be with another artist. He, he's already released the Justin Bieber one. I'm at a party I don't want to be at. Yeah, but who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, well, when he first released the track listing, all the names were redacted, so you couldn't say who, who right. he was going to uh, perform with. I'll Chance the Rapper. He's done a song with him. He's also done a song with Bruno Mars. Ooh. Uh, Chris Stapleton. Actually, Bruno Mars and Chris Stapleton are on the same song with Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. Cardi B and Camila Cabello are on the same song as well. Uh, Eminem and 50 Cent appear on a song. So with, he's just been playing with his friends. He has gotten everybody because he's That's been doing cool. he's been doing this while he's on tour. So it can be like, hey, if I'm in your city, let's get together in the studio and we'll knock a song out. Wow. So look for that to come out on July the 12th. 
And also, speaking of collaborations, Garth Brooks teased this in, on his new album that's going to be coming out. He's got a collaboration with um, Blake Shelton. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, to, as a special treat, when I show up in uh, Boise, Idaho, coming up July 19th, for one show only, Blake's going to come out and perform the song with me. Here's the song, Dive Bar. A lot of country boy right yeah, there. Yeah, boy, it up. sounds like a good Blake song there. So anyway, find it on his new album. And also, if you happen to be in Boise, July 19th, you'll see him in concert together. Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Music News. Okay, Sam, please don't be weirded out, but I'm obsessed with something that you have in your car. So much so I had hmm. to find out more about it. I think so she's been Googling it. That is next. So yesterday, um, we found out that Sam did go to the store the home like the home decor I went to store, the store and bought a bunch of scent sachets well sam's like, been on a sachet kick it. ever since jody said sachet yeah since it's, I, since the I house. bought one called paris that i placed around our house in a lot of different spots and i love it and then i got one for you murphy called i can't remember something cotton and it just smells like clean like fresh that. towels it, keeps it, in my, it, it stays in my closet dresser and that's area. a good thing to do like you're supposed to put them in small little areas like that don't open them don't overdo and then sam you said you bought one with an elephant it has on it. An elephant on it. It's the one you like the best. Yeah, it's the one in my car. But nice. you don't remember the. Scent. No, I didn't. I didn't. Honestly, I did not even see names on there. I just saw pictures. I looked it up. The elephant smells good. You guys yeah, take it. It's called elephant. <laughs> well, there you well, go. Now who's they the dummy? They call it elephant, and it's in the family fruity. So it's a fruity fragrance. Okay. Okay. You want the description? Yeah. Sure. I do. What's in it? Boasting a flair for the exotic. Elephant dazzles with glimmers of bohemian mystique. Spicy golden amber and rich woods kindle a magnetic aura with brilliant violet blossoms uh, and troves of black currant. Hmm. Oh, so it's not overly flowery. It's, it's more fruity, cedar yeah, I woody. Like, I don't like the flowery. A fruity, woody kind of a smell? Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I go in those candle shops, I lose my breath because it's, so, it's too yeah. overpowering. Well, look, fruit smells are not for <laughs> Not everybody. that I've ever been in a candle shop. <clears throat> Um, anyway, it's just cool to know that that's what you... I had to know. I don't know why I had to know what you chose. Give me that name again cool. so I can write it down. It's just elephants. Uh-huh. Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Okay, more on the debate, I guess you'd call it, about whether it's okay, is it cheating or not, to let a kid listen to an audiobook for summer hmm. reading instead of actually reading it. Kate is on the way, and she's a teacher. Next from 877-310-4MSJ. One of the questions we've asked this week, and we've loved hearing from you on this, um, can kids, should kids be able to listen to audiobooks for their summer reading, or yes. is that cheating? No. 877-310-4MSJ. Love to hear from you on this. Kate is a teacher. What did you want to say? I wanted to give you a little, my input on your question about reading and audiobooks. Yes. Hmm. Go the ahead. The whole idea of summer reading is to strengthen reading skills. Right. Audiobooks are not going to do that unless you read along with it. That's right. a great strategy for English language learners or those who are behind or have delays. Yeah. Because right. that teaches them, okay, I'm looking at the word. Mm-hmm. This is what it sounds like. This is what the vocal inflection is. Right. Put together, it's a great idea. Separate, no. 
It's so crazy. We've had every sort of response, but this is the best blended response because a lot of the responses, it's not the same thing. You need to read so that you recognize words. It you know increases your vocabulary, all that. The other thing is, if you get the story, you get the story. It doesn't matter how. And then yours is the oh, perfect yeah, blend. Does. Yeah, I well, agree. You see, I live down here on the border of Mexico. I'm, I'm 75 feet from Juarez as we talk. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of English language learners, and we use audiobooks like crazy. Wonderful. Because it it lets a person hear the language. When you're mm-hmm. trying to learn another language, get an audiobook, get the printed book, read along. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. way to learn. One of my friends who I think she spent most of her life in Puerto Rico, and then she came here, and she was telling us the other day that she, she was telling me, Murphy, the other day, that she learned the language from friends and I was like oh that's nice that your friends help you she goes no 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 I watched friends <laughs> and then watched the English words at the bottom I'm like yeah you did so she knows the word pivot <laughs> she doesn't know the word pivot. <laughs> it's Erica anyway so yeah look thank you for this perspective if I allow audiobooks sure. for summer reading I'm going to encourage the follow along well you know it's a great idea and then pretty soon it's like okay you know what I'd rather hear my voice in my head reading it. Thank you. Because then I can practice it. Right. Yeah. I you. love it. Sure. Thank you, Kate. 877-310-4MSJ. Anytime you want to jump in. Here we go. Pivot. <laughs> Pivot. Coming up in your Hollywood Outsider, getting you ready for Toy Story 4 and why Tom Hanks said this movie was like an ab workout every time he went to the studio. Trending now. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. One of the biggest things for the summer of 2019, for the year 2019 in entertainment, will be Toy Story 4, which is in theaters now. We have to find the. What do we do, Buzz? What would Woody do? Jump out of a moving vehicle. Let's go! Uh, You gotta go, you gotta go. I'm ready to be back in uh, a child's room with these toys. I really am. We didn't expect to be coming back for a fourth movie. The last one was so final. It seemed so final, and it seemed. That's enough. And then John Lasseter said there was another idea that came to them that they just could not let go of. So years and years, like the first movie was 24 years ago. Hmm. But hey, toys are timeless. So it's hard to believe. know this, getting ready for this, there's some parallels to the first one. Remember how much the first one meant to us? Hmm? There's some parallels here. There's another toy that doesn't think they're a toy. And Woody has to convince you are a toy. It's okay, a and sport, Buzz is along it? with that. It's a spork, right? And then they have so they have to leave the comforts of their child's room and go out on an adventure. But there's some real whammies here. In fact, so much so, Tom Hanks said he was so emotional reading his final lines that he thinks it's a moment in history, in movie history at least. And see, I didn't think it could get any more emotional than seeing <laughs> bite everybody in three. I know, <laughs> I know. But expect a lot of belly, a lot of laughs too. But sure, if you've yeah. got a heart, you're probably going to shed a tear. Um, the other thing he said that was weird, Tom Hanks, is that... When they started filming, uh, working on the voice parts of this, he was also filming Sully. So this has been in production for quite a while. Oh, wow. He said it was so physically demanding, him doing Woody, that it felt like a four-hour ab workout every time he would leave the studio doing Woody. Yeah. Yeah. He gets so into it. You are a toy. You know, I'm trying to do him. But anyway, he says it's like an ab workout. He would be worn out from doing the work because they would do three and four-hour sessions. 
and he said that um, executives, Disney executives, would, told him not to talk about the film at all until it was officially announced by Disney Pictures because they didn't want to, in- to influence the stock market value of the company. <laughs> but they told him that one time because everybody... Wants to see it and be a part of it. Also, know this. Stay for the end credits. In fact, stay all the way till the end is what we're told for Toy Story 4. Uh, The first animated movie to be rated G this year. That's awesome. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Yeah, For about a month now, my son Jackson, uh, who's 15, has been into anime. Okay, okay. And I think he got <laughs> it. Know, every time Jody hears anime, she thinks two Tina words. Turner. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what country Anime opera. Bullock. Spelled, <laughs> spelled very differently, yes. It takes me a minute. And um, <laughs> he got into it because I think a girl he liked was into it. And yes. And then he, he is now like stuck in the in anime, anime world okay he's watching it constantly he's posting about it on snapchat and then the other day his mom tells me uh, well jack had to go get a, a jack is on a work phone call right now it's like jack's on a work phone call he doesn't work yeah uh no he has uh, gotten a little gig as a moderator on an anime uh chat board a chat room Hey, that's, that's really awesome. cool, actually. It's anime, and do you- I don't know how to... Uh, uh, Bailey, is it manga? Ma- ma- oh, it's it's manga. Manga. Yeah. What anime? is manga? I don't know. It's okay. It's the... What's a manga with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. It's the graphic novel version of an, an animated show. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. okay. Thank yeah. you. The Usually it comes before the actual show. And okay. uh, he, okay. sent, he sent me the rules, and you know it's like, no discrimination, keep the conversation on manga, Mon- whatever, an anime. Uh, my- keep Minecraft discussion minimal. This is an anime server. <laughs> so that's what he does. Yeah, he's, so that's- he's the moderator making sure everybody plays by the rules. I love it. And the guy that runs it pays him a little money. Really? So still haven't found out exactly how much little money he's getting because every time I ask the question, I get diverted to another topic. Uh. Is he being paid in Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that you could be know. bad, could be good. You never know, day to day. But it's like, you know, here I was thinking, okay, wasting your time on anime. No, you and, never know. And now he could be turning it. And by the way. That's cool. Very cool. I did. The, he, he has done some finger drawings on his iPad and his phone of anime characters, which I thought were real good. So he asked me if I'd get him a stylus. Yes. Not a guy to fix his hair. Um, those little <laughs> okay. pens. I know what you so mean by I stylus. I bought him a little cheap pen set and he's just been going to town. He's loving that. Very, very I didn't know you could make money moderating in anime world. He's like so king of the Jack. nerds or something. <laughs> That's cool. Coming up in less than 10 minutes, Jody has your Hollywood outsider. A little bonus one for you. Okay, so Toy Story 4 we know is at the box office uh-huh. now. Uh, next, though, how Don Rickles' family made sure that even though he passed away, that he is in this movie as well. Trending now. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. I have a bonus outsider for you right now because this is so precious to me. A lot of families will pack theaters tonight and the next couple of days to check out Toy Story 4. Yeah. But here's some behind the scenes you may not have heard. Mm-hmm. Love this. Remember that comedian Don Rickles was the voice of Mr. Potato Head in the first three Toy Story movies. Right. What are you looking at, you hockey puck? <laughs> and it was so perfect, right? It's so yeah. perfect. Well, when you do voice work like this, you know, you go in there and you crank out tons of audio. Okay, so I almost said Mr. Potato Head. Don Rickles signed on to do Toy Story 4. 
He signed on to do it before when they, he passed away. When they first knew they were going to do it, it was like in 2014. Mm-hmm. Like they okay. got everybody lined up already. We passed away three years later. Yeah, it wasn't long ago that he passed. Right. Um, and so it, the family's heart was broken. The creator and director were like. God, there's no replacing him. Yeah. Who do you get to be Mr. Potato Head this time? Because the toy can't go away. He's a part of that gang. Right. Yeah. And so they they actually reached out to the family. The family was all about it. And they went through 25 years of all the audio yeah. from Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. Uh, they mean all audio. They mean audio that they used in theme parks and, and for ice shows and games. Toys. Yeah, yeah. If you had a Mr. Potato Head, Don Rickles voiced that toy for you. Yeah. If it was a Toy Story edition. Yeah. So they went through all of that and grabbed what they could and wrote the lines for Mr. Potato Head in this movie, Toy Story 4, so that it's the real Don Rickles. I was wondering So Don Rickles' no voice kidding. is in this movie. Because wow. when you watch the trailer for it, Mr. Potato Head has a line. Right. And I was like, how do you do that? He's dead. I love okay. that. There's no replacing him. And how would you like to have been the person that had to go through every single bit of that defense? Now, how do we Actually, make a sentence out of this? That would have been funny. Yeah. That would have been fun and creative it for someone. Been. Anyway, Toy Story four in theaters now. Bring your tissue. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Coming up, I'm going to let you know what industry, and this is a favorite, that millennials are being accused of killing. Guys, have you seen this funny going around social? I've seen it for weeks, and it's so true for anybody who has dogs, pets. Uh, just text me when you're here. There's no need to knock and get the dog involved. <laughs> for us, it would yeah. be the dogs, uh, plural, yeah. Murphy. But even, I mean, even if you don't, the dogs are still going to get involved. Yeah. Because that's what they do. <laughs> the dog is my early warning system. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I saw a story. It's funny you say that, because I had seen a story online about uh, the millennials killing the doorbell industry. It was a tongue-in-cheek title, but... The, they don't. Because when they get there, they text and say, hey, I'm here. Yeah. So there's no need to ring the doorbell. Bailey, um, you're our millennial, yeah. producer Bailey. I send, that, I send that text quite a bit. But I, I really uh, that I'm have at your to, here? Or? Yeah, that I'm here. You don't and use doorbells? No, I don't I don't like to knock. I don't like Why? to use the doorbell. Well, one, because dogs. And also, I don't know. Texting is just, you're right there. I don't want to like bang down the door okay well let me let me just play a little devil's advocate for you okay let's say i don't have my phone near me because i'm just gotten out of the shower yeah oh then the doorbell would alert me to everything i need to know yeah dry off quick get dressed go check your phone in case it's a millennial at the door (laughs) (laughs) right also i have to say that half the houses i've been to and i ring the doorbell if i do Mm -hmm. they're like oh i didn't hear it the doorbell doesn't work Oh, really? Um, oh, yeah. Mm. Well, okay, okay. The, the, uh, I got texted that same thing Sam was talking about, that ar- the article, and it, the, the, <laughs> the headline was Killing the Doorbell Industry. Yeah. And it's not going to kill the doorbell industry no for, for a couple of reasons. Because if your neighbor sees a fire or something and it's an emergency, between knocking and having a doorbell, obviously you're going to have some way that you're going to want to yeah. get somebody's attention. Gonna, and, um, I mean, look, there are going to be some people, what somebody's going to say as well, but I don't want those people coming up to my house. But what if there's somebody that doesn't have your number that actually does have mm-hmm. a legitimate reason to be there or get your attention for something right. you're always going to have to result of the old-fashioned knock on the door i agree doorbell. with that i mean maybe maybe it's good that we have all these other avenues like use it all yeah well but, i think there's actually a res- going to be a resurgence in the doorbell industry because, because of the, the video nest oh yeah ring mm-hmm. it's yeah. so funny yeah. we had the funniest thing happen with the, <laughs> the nest doorbell, doorbell industry the what other am i day. talking about we had the funniest thing murphy was all concerned and worried because he'd seen a package dropped at the house yeah 
You saw a package dropped at the house and you got home and it was gone. And you're like, where's this package? Oh my gosh. So I went back to the Nest video and uh, the next thing that appeared on the Nest was uh, our oldest daughter, Taylor, leaving for work. She stops, she looks down and you hear her say, oh, oh good. Cool. And she picks it up and walks away. <laughs> it was her package. Her. package. Gotcha. So it got dropped off and picked up by its owner immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like within five minutes. But he was sure something was, you know, yeah. up. Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood outsider. Getting you ready for Toy Story 4 and why you have to stick around for the end credits. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Toy Story 4 is this weekend, but uh, don't let your ears fool you. One of the new, there is a new character. His name is Duke Kaboom. And yes, it's Keanu Reeves. Duke Kaboom, Canada's greatest stuntman. Oh, yeah. Huh? Yes. He's posing. Yeah. Duke, we need Hold to. Hold on. One more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Keanu Reeves' first ever Disney movie. Yeah. He's having his moment right now, but know this. In every movie right Pixar now. Pixar and show producers can't say enough about this movie, but also about that character that Keanu came to them and said, look, give me more. Tell me more about him so I can make him more in-depth. And they were like, what? So they did that for him, and they say now Duke Kaboom is good enough and will be loved enough by audiences to have his own spinoff. That's a pretty big statement, you know, for it, a movie that's not, well, that's just out. You know? yeah. Really? T- totally. So check out Duke Kaboom along with Toy Story 4 for the whole family rated G. Murphy, Sam, and Jody, your Hollywood Outsider. So I know the story earlier about uh, millennials killing the doorbell industry. was It's kind of a tongue-in-cheek article, yeah. right, Sam? But it made, just made me think about, you know, millennials kind of get a bad rap. It seems to me. Well, they're getting blamed for a yeah. lot of stuff. Um, you know, producer Bailey, I guess you're, you know, millennial. You're millennial. Yeah, I get and, roped in, but some some places online say that I'm not. Well, some you're at the top I end am. of it, right? Because yeah. the it's funny to me because <laughs> at first they called millennials Generation Y. Back in the you know, when the first part of it, it was Generation Y. If you're a millennial, if you were born supposedly anywhere between 1980 and. 2000 or 98 or something Is like that. That sounds that. right, I guess. Oh, yeah, it's, it's like an 18 yep. year time period. Oh, right, okay. exactly. Mm. And so after that is Generation Z. I don't know what they're going to do after that, you know, because they'll genera- find something clever. Yeah, I'm considered no Gen worries. X. So, um, me too. I'm a baby boomer. Yeah, Sam. That's okay, Sam. Actually, you're you're actually the last of the baby boomers. I think you That's were right. going the last. Somebody year, has but, to bring up the rear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it just it's interesting to me that. I just feel like millennials kind of get the bad end of things. Like, oh, well, you know how those millennials are. They're going to Google everything. Well, millennials, they need to, they're they're an internet every generation. generation at that bottom end get that rap. That's just part of it. You and blame then you the come next out, generation. Then you come out of it, and you'll be blaming the next ones. Yeah, yeah. it's just ragging on because the freshmen. Because it's so much <laughs> That's a great way of looking at it. You're right. Yes. I've been following this campaign online that it was a shaming campaign that went that kind of backfired on this grocery store in Vancouver. A shaming campaign? Yeah, they want people to use uh, recyclable bags. and so Oh, I heard about this. The grocery okay. store carries plastic bags, and so on the plastic bags, they put stuff like colon care co-op and uh, wart ointment. So assuming that if you got the plastic bags, you would be you embarrassed. You would want that. So you're going to go ahead and do the recyclable bags. Well, apparently... Okay. Did it backfire because everybody wanted the bags? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Immature and as we are. I know. That sounds like me. If I was around this store, you You'd know I'd bag. go get a bag so I could carry my lunch in this every day. There's the, the, all of these embarrassing slogans, people snatched them up, and so now the store says, you know what? I think we may have to order some more of these. Right. Well, then, but they said they may put the, the slogans on, on the recyclable the, bags. Thank you. If everybody wants to be embarrassed. Everybody well. wins in that, that scenario. 
Thanks for having us on while you work today. Uh, coming up later, another Murphy, Sam & Jody After the Show podcast. We do a brand new episode every single day, and if you didn't know that we have a podcast every day, well, subscribe, because you can find out everything, anything you missed on the entire show, and then enjoy After the Show. Today. This sounds amazing. How much does this cost? It's free, Sam. Wow. 